What's up, world? How we doing? How we living? Undeniable Perception, episode 58. Brother from the same mother. Like, I just want to start off real quick, man. I know it's episode 58, but can we call it episode 265? 265? Can we call it episode 265? Most definitely we could call it that. All right, man, 265. Man, you hit that shit today? What did you say? Oh, two six. I thought it was because of UFC two. No, 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 no. Are we at UFC two sixty five? Oh yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You, So what were you telling me? What did you hit? All two sixty five. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so I'm I'm getting. I want to hit. I've always wanted to hit three plates on the flat bench. So I think just the way I've been training with with my boys at the gym, like I feel like I that's that's attainable now because we're doing like that. That lifting heavier type shit to to prepare the muscles. Like well, bro, just you. seeing you, man, like you are already on your way to what you say your goal was, where you wanted to add more, like more bulkiness, because yeah. you could already see it, man. Thank and you. that's and then because uh, I mean you're already you know eight days a week, but you were kind of like keeping to a shredded level, but now you're like you're 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 packing it on. Yeah, man. And the diet's yeah. going well with consuming more food, like you had to do to keep yeah. yourself. Yeah, like today I saw my boys and and they're hungry and, and he was like, "Yo, let's go get some Jamaican food." Which boys? You got boys? Miguel and Ryan. Two. Oh hell yeah, like, two I, alumni. I alumni. And I was like, "Can I eat Jamaican food?" He's like, "Yeah, food." He's like, "Let's look at the menu." And then he's like, "You eat fish, right?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I dig myself into some fish sometimes." And yeah, so they had some shrimp, some shrimp uh, jerk. Mm. And that and that was bomb, bro. Sounds good, man. Yeah, man, it filled me up. And then I was like, all right, cool. So before I came over here, I I ate a bean and cheese burrito as well. Hey, Jamaican food is good, man. That's yeah, it was call. my first time having it, like from a restaurant. Really? Yeah, oh, from okay. like a Jamaican restaurant. I've never like went to go eat Jamaican food before. Oh, okay, well, so cool, man. I'm glad you guys cool. fucking went there. But that good for you, man. So you fucking just. Hit that 265, keep going, right? Yeah, man, keep going. 315, baby. That's the goal. Sweet, man. That was kind of just off the cuff, man. But yeah, dude, so... um, I, I thought you were talking about the UFC event, bro. See, because that's already in the past for you, right? Because you're already looking forward. You're like, 265 was yesterday. Mexico time. Even though it was just a few hours ago. <laughs> like, that was yesterday. I'm waiting for 275 now. Exactly. Right? Hey, man, so, man, I, I think we're going to start off today, man, discussing a little taxi driver because we were supposed to have a, an yeah. extra voice in here. So we made sure we did our homework because I love taxi driving. I hadn't seen it in years, but you had said that one, one of your boys was supposed to be on the pod. That's yeah, one of his yeah. favorite movies. So I told you, hey, as a homework, just have a good little starting off point, rewatch the movie so we could chat it up. Yeah, yeah. So what, your boy in here? Yeah, yeah. Nah, man, he ain't here. I don't see him. It's okay, but you know what? We still watch Taxi Driver, right? Yeah, I saw that. So let's dive into it, man. What you think about it? Um, It's good, bro. Dude, he, he made that shit in 73? 76. 76? Bro, for, I forgot that the, you talking to me? Yeah. You talking to me came from there, bro. Like Really? Okay. Did it come from there? Yeah, but you forgot that it was from I, there. I forgot that it was from there, bro. Like... That's not a thing that you immediately think about when you see Taxi Driver. I do. You do? Okay. I yeah, think yeah. about the... You think about the visual after he, he merged all those people. Yeah. That visual is phenomenal. Yeah. Or the Mohawk. Yeah. Like that. That. Those are like the two things I think about when, when with this film. So when you were watching and that scene came on, when he's talking to me, were you like, oh shit. Yeah. I was like, wait. <laughs> it's from here. I forgot about that, bro. 
Yeah, dude. The uh, yeah, man. Because you know that scene actually it was improvised, and they already were running. Improvised that. Yeah, they were already running past schedule. From what I remember, correct. From what I remember, because he has talked about it. He said we're already running past schedule. And I was like, no, I need more time. I need more time. They were gonna wrap up. So they're like, no, he's like, keep going, keep going, do something, do something. And then that just hit him, and he just started saying it, saying it, saying it, and that ended up fucking working. Dude, that's and that's iconic. Gangsta. Dude, that film. After he says that, that's when he does the mohawk, huh? Yes. Because he had the regular hair. Yes. When he's telling himself that, dude. Yeah, man. So uh, yeah, man. Well, you know, revisiting it, I was, and it was, it was kind of. It had been a while since I'd seen it, because that to me was one of the films that as a kid blew me away then we fall in love with cinema right you know in high school like oh fuck you know and that was what 20 years ago right and then so that film had already was already wow it was like not even 20 years old when i watched it the how film how old were you when you saw it you're in i was probably 14 high? oh you're in fresh high, high school, school yeah i was 14 50 because you know our parents didn't show us that film so i that's when i went through my whole you went to my mind when i was digging crates you, you know, to the movies? Or? No, no, no. Oh, no shit. It was already out. Yeah, because they were 76. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even born then. But, like, it was like, that's when I started falling into cinema myself, where I started doing my own research, you know, because our older brother wasn't into that kind of film. So that was just me. That's, that's why I was bad. discovering myself. And I went and ran the movies all the time, Taxi Driver Scorsese, all this stuff, right? So, but that's wild. Now, I mean, it kind of just tripped me out because I'm like, damn. When I saw it, the film itself wasn't even 20 years old. And at that time, it even felt like it was old. You know, and now it's like over 40, right? But yeah, dude, so we watching it to get to the point of this was like, uh, I was trying not to watch it through the prism of modern time because I was there in my head, you know, like, you're like, oh, okay, what happened here? And certain things you could be like, oh, that could be kind of corny. So I try to stop myself from going that route, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, man, it just, it's as good as ever, dude, like. Dude, the fucking true, a true first person film because it's really his own point of view. The entire film is pretty much just his own point of view with the exception of, you know, that Harry Keitel scene with uh, the prostitute Jodie yeah. Foster. And oh, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. And with yeah, the yeah. exception of like, um, you know, the Albert Brooks and Sybil Shepherd, you mm-hmm. know, in the, you know, and the campaign. Yeah, the man. Those are the only things that seemed a little corny, but at the time that makes sense because they had the little jib and jabber, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it's just him in the day going through that fucking God's lonely man. The the corny part for me was Martin Scorsese's fire because I know he's the director. Really, it's a, it was a real scene, but like the way he like delivered it, I was like, come on, Martin, you could have got somebody else. Really, I thought it was just I thought it was just the opposite. I was, was blown away by him, bro. It was funny because they showed him. He was like the before. devil in the backseat. They dude. show him before that. Scene. Yeah, he's staring at Sybil Shepherd. He's like sitting down next yeah, with to his the, boot. the. And he walks by and. and uh, De Niro. So was he tracking him down? I'm sorry? Was he just. No, no, it was just some random. He just had himself in the scene there. Okay. It wasn't supposed to be the same guy. Okay. Oh, it was supposed to be the same guy? No, no, oh, Okay, no. cool. Thanks for Yeah, just a whole up. separate thing. That's all I was like, wait, hold on. Yeah, what yeah. All right. Okay, so to, you know. What can we say about Taxi Driver that hasn't been said? But the point is, you enjoyed it? Yeah, man. It stands its time. But it, how did you come about like finding Scorsese yourself? Though? How did you go down that rabbit hole? What, what got you interested in film? Because you always talk about, like, man, I grew up watching those horrible, nautical, 
low B-movies, budget yeah. C movie. So how, yeah. that would make you not want to like cinema, bro. You got like all the worst examples of like what a film might be. But you, you know, as a kid, you don't know, you don't, you, you know, you don't know what a bad movie is, right? Because as a kid, every movie's great because you're like, I'm watching a movie. Small soldiers. It's just exciting. Small you know? soldiers was great when I was twelve. Dude. Right, I remember as a kid, like, because Pops used to always, like, we'd rent a movie, right? And I remember, I could, now in my head, I could just picture, like, the opening of the video cassette tape from the video store. And I remember those Mexican movies always had kind of like a gold, like a, like a dirty gold sticker in the middle that said the film for the production company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I grew up watching all that stuff, right? And there were, there were bad films. But the thing that comes to mind about Scorsese is I would stay up. I think I was 14 when I would like stay up and it was like on public access television and they used to have this series about filmmakers and they started, you know, there was one episode about the 70s filmmakers and there was an episode about the 80s, which is like Jim Jarmusch and all that new wave, right, new wave stuff. But I remember they kept showing these short little scenes of Mean Streets and I remember it was just even right now talking about it, get all excited, thinking about it, it was just seemed like, whoa, what is this? You know, it's, you know, it'd be like De Niro with the uh, acting all wild and be like, what? You know what I think about this? Oh, you don't want, you took it for these $10. You took it for yeah, these $10, yeah, yeah. you know, I fuck you where you breathe. Right? And I was like, where is this? What is yeah, this? Yeah. So I had to like find the movie, Mean Streets, and that's how I started diving into Scorsese. In Texas, I was already pop culture, you know, because at that time, you brought that New York, Italian neighborhood vibe to film. Was he like the first director to really do that, huh? Well, to me, the Scorsese is my favorite. Like yeah. to, to me, Scorsese is my favorite. Um, in terms of if he brought that, I I think he's he's the master that brought that kind of cemented himself with that, right? Like he's like the he's the gangster, gangster film, right? He's made yeah. the quintessential gangster film, which is Goodfellas, right? And then you have Casino, Godfather. Uh, Godfather well, Godfather's a bit different. You're fast for Coppola, right? So that's oh, like yeah, a yeah. different thing. But like. Um, yeah, man, I could talk about Scorsese for hours, but I guess the main point of this is that I was going to ask you about this. What did you think about the last scene, Taxi Driver? The one when she's in the taxi yes. cab? Yes, yes. She she just want, she wanted the, the clout, the headline, mm. bro. That's what I felt about it. So, like, and he realized that. He was like, because he's like, you said, the world's most loneliest man. Right. How... It was kind of like, in a sense, like, you didn't want me at my lowest, but now you want me when I'm supposedly, like, a superhero now, you know? So okay. I, that's, that's what I read into it. That's interesting. The way I, the way I saw it, I thought, of, I thought that was just in his brain. It never happened. Oh, her going? No, yeah. I bet she went. I, I thought it was delu- like a delusional, delusion for me, because, like, I'm not sure that's a word, but I think it was being delusional, you know, because the way it was shot. Yeah, she and the way she spoke, and the wind was blowing, and it is just his eyes. So I felt that, that was like it was just in his head. That could be it, right? And then at the end, when he like turns the the mirror, is to me it's always been. And they've said about this before. I thought about this before I read it though, that he could switch at any time again. You know, because it was like like that's just his mind. Like he can go crazy again. Damn, yeah. Okay, I'm glad you freaking enjoyed it, man. It's fucking badass, dude. Yeah, great. And Card Cartel killed it in that movie, bro. I remember friends of mine used to think like, oh, he acted cheesy, and this time I was like, nah, 
You're sucking badass. The way he sells it, yeah, dude, that was horrible hearing that. I'm oh, like, really? I thought it was sounding so real. This 14 year old. No, well, like I'm a dad. I'm like hearing it. Like, <laughs> it sounded horrible. Oh yeah, it was disgusting. No, but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like he, he was good. He was good. He was good pimp. Because my friends used to say, "Oh man, it sounded cheesy when he got shot." No, it was cheesy. <laughs> oh yeah, the way. Did it sound cheesy to you? To me, it was it okay? But do you yeah. it sounded like that? Yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's cheesy. Dude, because we don't know what it sounds like to get shot. <laughs> that's why I always... That's true. I love what he's like. He hey, hey you're a funny guy, huh? Hey, but looks aren't everything. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking stupid. Time, I love that movie. Well, good, man. Glad we fucking we got that out of the way, man. And glad we fucking enjoyed it. But I was... Dude, okay. So I finished I finished it yesterday because I wanted to watch it. I broke it up in two parts. Because so, one night I was like, it was... It was too heavy at that moment because I had a long day. Taxi yeah, so I was like, oh. I'll watch the rest of the next day. So I watch the rest of the next day, right? But after that, I was going through Hulu, man. And you know how sometimes you, you're like a kid in a candy store? Everything just fucking looked interesting. You know, like when you're, yeah. maybe I was just hungry for something different because I was inspired from taxi driving from that, that filmmaking. So, you know, it's like compared to, you know, when you're really hungry. Mm-hmm. everything fucking sounds good right mm-hmm. and you want to make sure because I've been there you don't order the wrong thing because there's nothing worse when you're really hungry and then you chew something and it sucks yeah right man. it just fucking destroyed that's it that's awesome right isn't that the fucking yeah. worst yeah. so I uh, I saw his film this there's something about it spoke to me it said it's called the the <coughs> the killing of two lovers okay. and it just looked like very minimalist style kind of John Cassavetes kind of way you know uh, stripped down fucking blew me away dude that was good the killing of two lovers it I was blown away by it bro that I I looked up the director on Instagram mm-hmm. and it was the guy that makes Euphoria no <laughs> it would have sucked I was that no <laughs> You'll be like Johnny Depp in the secret window. <laughs> <laughs> on the one secret window with yeah. the braces. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, good callback on that one. Uh, but no, it was some guy who he's only made a few films. He's been around for a while. He's only he's our brother's age. And he uh and I was like, of course, someone like this hardly has any followers. Like it matters, you know? But it's no. just one of those things where like, of course, greatness like this, you know? Yeah. So then I was like, oh fuck, I'm I've only done this one time. So I followed him and I sent him a direct message. He read it. And I sent him a message and I'm like, trying to think exactly how I, how I said it, man, because I just wanted to be like, oh, keep it short and sweet just so he knows that I love this film. So I told him, beautiful work, joyful and painful to experience the killing of two lovers. And he liked it. Which is kind of cool. So I'm like, oh, dope. That's dope. But that's exactly how it was, man. I just wanted to nail it in a few words, man. And welcome was, our special guest on Unnatural. Right. Imagine. It was painful, bro. The film was fucking painful, dude. Damn. So it's not a it's not a pleasant watch, man. Yeah. And um, without saying no, giving away too much of it, man, it really puts you in... the. It's a couple, right, that's got married right after high school. They have four kids already. They're in their early 30s now. Mm. And now they decided to take a break and they could see other people. Mm. And it's also the setting, man, because it takes place in rural Utah. So everything's like flatland and the population's only like probably, 
a thousand people in that town and oh, everyone yeah, knows horrible. each other yeah. and all the houses are like separated almost like by a mile you know or or 20 acres so it's all desolate like it's all very sparse and like it almost looks like they cover nebraska yeah, yeah I can't and it's that. a tough watch but yeah, it's no. it's worth the watch man because it's mm-hmm. one of those where such a great great fucking film but i get it because people some people go to movies for other things you know i go to learn to experience to be taken away you know even if it's something painful and it was it was, it was a tough watch man but i fucking strongly recommend it man the killing of two lovers the killing of two lovers what is he French or what? You're no, French? he's aware. He's a white dude. He's American. He's a white dude? Oh, that's dope. Okay. I think I think he I think he's, I don't know if he's exact for I don't know if he's in from California, but he's from the States. Okay. Yeah, man. That's pretty badass. So if you mean didn't you have you seen something recently saw, uh, that kinda blew you away or the opposite it was like this garbage? I saw House of Gucci. Oh shit, okay, sweet. Yeah. Um Lady Gaga blew me away, bro. Like she she got the accent down perfect. She's fucking talented. Huh? She she's a legit actress. Like I gave her her roses. Like it wasn't a fluke that movie with Bradley Cooper. Like she's oh, a really yeah, great no, she's, actress. She was great bro. in that. I haven't seen Gasaguchi yet, but but yeah, everyone she... got down in that film, bro. Especially Jared Leto. Like I forgot he was in it. Like five minutes into seeing him, I'm like, well, hold on, that's Jared Leto. Like it don't even look like him, bro. Right. Like he's bald in the film. Like. Yeah, he gets down too, man. And my boy Adam Driver was yeah. driving the scenes, brother. He was oh, handling. Yeah, he, does, he does good. He does good, of course. Oh, cool, man. So that's cool. I got to check it out when that comes out, man. Like fucking, um, was Kanye in it? There was no Kanye song on that? No, they didn't play any Kanye music. Maybe in the preview they did, huh? Oh, my bad, because I've seen him around everywhere lately, man. We're just, they all over the news or what? Yeah, what's, what's going on, man? Especially with this JRE thing, right? Oh, with the JRE thing? Man, well, well, what do you? How do you feel about that shit, bro? Like how, how um, you're somebody with like a big, a big voice, right? I've always been a, a firm believer when you could like, cause, people to be motivated and like lead them a certain way and like build up, like a rapport with people. Like I feel like they'll wanna like, make it seem, that you're not important. So like whenever Kanye was does something or says something extreme they're gonna say oh he's off his medication or you're off your med i actually saw that post today oh yeah yeah he replied back he like yeah, yeah. He, he explained explained that because dude you know like that's that's not cool and like like this thing that happened with joe rogan like i see a lot more people now like especially like in your in your age age bracket like gen gen x like seeing it for what it is now like hey so like when the media says this it's it's for all the wrong reasons because joe rogan has a big voice so now we're gonna throw the race card at we have all this information now we're gonna throw the race card at you so you won't seem that important so people could like stop listening to you and that's been going on with kanye west bro they do that shit all the fucking time like when he was talking about like his experience with like almost having an abortion and like they made him seem like he's this fucking crazy person oh and he's in the presidential campaign yeah but he's like saying like the realest thing right 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 he's showing emotion like people always want the real but when they get it they're like ah so like it's kind of shocking to some yeah it's shocking to some and some people just immediately react as opposed to like processing it uh, 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 yeah exactly exactly so like 
like with like I remember you saying, man, I don't get how Kanye West has to explain this shit with what's going on with Kim Kardashian. Oh, with the recent group thing, right? The group chat. Yeah, and then I was telling you, I was like, he has to explain it because, dude, like people of that caliber, like they own like all the the media, all the news headlines, so it's all gonna be contorted into like their side of the story, and that's all the headlines are gonna be. So people like Kanye West, like Antonio Brown, like the Bruce Aaron shit. Like at first, a lot of people were like, Antonio Brown fucked up. But after he like controlled his narrative and he explained what happened, people are like, whoa, you know what? A few people are on his side now. That's it was a better man. understanding of how, how it could have uh, gone to that point, right? Yeah, like I was a big believer at, you know what? I never understood caring about being misunderstood if I understood where I stood. And, like, I would live by that. Like, I, I don't care what people think about me. But now in this day and age, bro, like, with cancel culture and with, like, people trying to pin you and, and choosing sides, we all have to control our narrative. We all have to explain ourselves. Because if someone, like, misinterprets what you say, it might cause, like, animosity within a relationship, within a family. And that could cause, like bad momentum within your body within yourself give you stress i agree with that in this day and age because of the ramifications in terms of you know some people don't believe there's cancel culture how, how can someone not believe that of course there's cancel culture people are being picked up set and disappearing right yeah man. so yeah so i agree in this day and age now where because for me for my generation man where i'm at i still hold firm as my foundation, like, hey, as long as I know my truth, that's the most important thing. Absolutely. That's my base, right? So having that foundation there, but then also evolving to the point and adapting to the modern times where like, hey, you gotta make sure you express yourself and explain yourself clearly. So at least you did your part to be like, hey, this is how I stand on this and it doesn't take get taken out of context. Because it's still going to be taken out of context. No so what. you don't want to yeah. you don't want to like scream at a wall, right? If there, someone's already got their mind made up. But the point is, you still have to make the effort to explain, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, So I agree with that. But in terms of... What, what were you asking me specifically, man? Because first you said Joe Rogan and, and Kanye. Or did you want to talk about the group chat? Or, or what was it like? My take on what? Well, how do you feel about him now with the Joe Rogan thing happening? Right? Yeah. And a lot of people that are cool with them coming out. Yeah. And like backing them up, right? Right. They're controlling their narrative with like how they stand with Joe Rogan, right? Yes. So now with these examples of Joe Rogan out, do you kind of comprehend more or understand why Kanye is more like showing all this information? Why he has to be this type of way? Well, okay. So to me, it's like two separate things, right? So one, the first thing that came to my mind right now about the Joe Rogan thing, I'm glad it's happening. Yeah. Because I feel like, okay, whatever groups, and they've mentioned them, like the groups that are doing this kind of, but I mean, I don't remember. They're, um, I feel like they're bit off more than they could chew, right? Yeah. Because now they're like, it, it was too transparent what they're doing. Because like first they, like other people have stated, first they attacked them on the misinformation thing. And when that instinct, like, oh, let's go back through his... Yeah. Tw- 10 years of podcasting and put all this stuff together the right? race card right and all this other yeah. stuff and it's so quick to the race card when they don't go into the context and once again dude like I don't use the n-word mm. I hate that word I wouldn't I wouldn't use it right and then he's gonna apologize I gave my bad right 
But the thing to me, it's kind of like, um, people want you to be perfect, which is the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. How are we able to evolve and get better as human beings if we can't make mistakes? Great point. And it's like, if you're going out there, of course you can make mistakes. What's, what, first of all, what's the intention behind trying to harm someone? Whoever was the group, they're just trying to get them canceled or whatever. So I feel like I'm glad that's happening because they're biting off more than they could chew. Yeah. Because now it's coming to light, right? Because it's like, dude, what are you doing? This is fucking stupid. Yeah. What, what did Joe Rogan do incorrectly? He apologized about those things because like, it's like, fuck, my bad, man. I'm learning from it. That's not cool. Yeah. Right, right? And it's like, okay. But no, people still want to harp on, harp on, harp on. It's like this idea of like, I don't, I don't even want to understand it because it's kind of... I don't even want to have that mindset to understand where someone would think that way, to be mm -hmm. so highly offended about anything, right? Mm -hmm. Or things like that, or like the, first of all, the misinformation thing, right? Like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You put into the context, every, there's been misinformation about everything. Yeah. CNN, fucking CNBC, everything where they, they said something as it was stated as fact, and it turns out it's not. So what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. First of all, that premise is stupid. Yep. Okay, so to get off of that, because that's kind of tiresome, but I love Joe Rogan, man. So, like, the other thing about, um, oh, the Kanye. Okay, well, the group chat specific to that, it was, he was talking about his marriage. You yeah. know, like, he would in there and be like, TikTok, my daughter's on TikTok, someone give me Kim's number, and he was posting all that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, to me, I'm like, bro, do you, but yeah. to me, that's not just wanting to control the narrative, but also that's more like, he loves being in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. He wants all that stuff out there, right? And that's the way he operates. Cool. And that I don't want to understand. Because to me, it goes beyond yeah. trying to control narrative. Dude. Because it looks like that's the only way he could get a response. How did Kim become famous? How did she become famous? She was Paris Hilton's assistant. No, but how did she become famous? Oh, she that? had a sex tape. Okay. Yeah. And Kanye West understood this and he married her, right? Yeah. And she makes all her living, especially the living off being on social media. Yeah, that's her that. cash cow. She gets paid so like a million. So why is he surprised? Yeah. Why is he surprised? He ain't surprised what he's that doing. That his daughter will be on TikTok because his wife is allowing it to. Yeah. He's Bro, not, yeah. don't be dumb. You're yeah. a smart motherfucker. That's what I don't like. Don't bitch and complain about mm. something. When you know what was on the menu, well, bro. the thing is, he has to say it out loud so people could fucking see it. But there's like, different ways. There, of there's going to be no change if he doesn't bring this to light. He had to send the, the TikTok contract, like, oh, you got to be 14 to be on there. No, there's some kind like of that, guidance, some yeah. setting or something like that, yeah, right? So, so that's where I think, man. In the terms of that, it's like, dude, like, hey, man, do you? That's him. Yeah. That's what he does. But to me, that's where that was the distinction that's I was where you talking about, the line. specifically with that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't talking about like, oh, him controlling the narrative and doing other things. Dude. But when you're talking about your, I just feel like, man, nothing's private anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, but you, you, you're not doing that private and then you don't want other people taking pictures of you. But then you're going out and doing that. So, like I said, man, he's a walking contradiction, man. He, he contradicts himself mm -hmm. constantly. And that's fine because I believe in being comfortable with your contradictions, you know. So, but man, you're the one that follows him more with that stuff. I love his music and I agree with a lot of things he says. But in terms of that, if, the way you described it with controlling the narrative, I could see that. I just mm. don't agree with the whole marriage thing and talking about giving my wife's number and all this other shit. Yeah. <laughs>
Then it's sad because they're like, they don't give him his daughter's address to her party. It's like, come on, bro. That's my kid. I mean, I don't know the details of that fucking marriage or separation or anything like that. Man, you know what? Okay, I was, oh, you know what? This one thing to kind of go back to like the, you know, we, we talked in the past or is there things that you dislike, but it's irrational? It's an irrational dislike. There's really no, maybe rational is the wrong word. But there's no much of a reason why do I dislike a wall that's painted blue or something like that. Do you have Mm -hmm. anything like that? Dude, off the cusp, I'd have to think about it. So I'll give you mine and then you could, maybe something will pop in your head. I fucking hate women wedges. I fucking hate Oh yeah, I don't like those either. I hate, I mean, I despise them. I know why I think. And to this day, people that I tell that to, they're like, you're they're weird, gross. and yeah. they're always like, "That's weird," because I despise. Them, I think bro. it's all the the Mexican parties we went to growing up, dog. Well, the, the reason why I bring this up is because I'm thinking now: was it because a taxi driver as a kid? Because I noticed Jody Foster, the twelve and a half year old prostitutes wearing wedges. Oh, so wow. do I? So I was thinking, man, or maybe I'm connected to something now. But I was maybe. like. Because before I never understood, that's why I said it was irrational, but now it's become a rational thing because I'm connecting it to that. Yeah. You know, because I feel like, is that little girls trying to be older than they are or that perception of it? And that's like a builder to make them taller. So that's when I saw a taxi, I was like, oh, shit, you're wearing wedges. Damn. Maybe that's the reason. That's funny because I hate wedges too. Bro. You hate them too? Yeah, but I think it's because of all the... the Parties we would go to as kids, bro. And that, a lot of the ladies would wear those? All the ladies would wear those, I think. And they just look gross, right? They look gross, bro. I stare at feet, dog, so you already know. Ain't no hate on them. You ready, ladies rock you your rock thing like wedges. wedges. Rock your wedges. I just, uh, just, like I'm just throwing up inside when I see them, man. Some people don't like my bandana. <laughs> I don't care. Right? Yeah, so, okay, man. So I guess we share that in common, dude. And I was like, you know, and then also... This, I was, you know, I do. You know what bothers me, what's bro? Up? Uh, when people play dumb, it's like common courtesy. So if you're like in the supermarket, bro, and you don't put that divider thing, mm. or you don't move up, or if if like someone wants to make a left turn and you're like got way more space, but you don't drive up, that's what bothers me. Like when people don't want to be courteous when they could be. Oh, okay. That. In specific to driving, me. or are you talking about anything in general? Anything like you're in the market. General. I notice it when I drive or or in the supermarket. That dude. So like, I'll be like trying to load my groceries. I'm like, bro, can you put the divider? Like, I yeah, put yeah, the yeah. dividers right then and there for that next person. I'm with you there, man. And I'm I put always the like, back, bro. I'm with you. I'm with you there, man. A lot of people don't do that, and they just stand in there, and I'm like, ah, oh, so annoying. And I'm always that. looking out for people that way because. But then part of me is like, hey, man, I can't be rushing other people. Have them on my clock, you know? So it's like, yeah. I don't feel like you're rushing people. I feel like you're setting them up. Yeah. For something better, you know? Like, it's being like you're paying it forward, bro. No, I meant in terms of the person in front of me who's not doing it. To me, you know? Oh. And I'm like, I learned I'd be like, just so I could be more. If you got three car lanes and someone's like right behind you wanting to turn left and you're. I'm with you, man. I'm just That's trying to bullshit. I'm just trying to be better for myself so I can not go crazy, right? I'll be like, like, man, I'll tell my girl, man, look at this uncourtesy mother. No, but you know what? I'm with you there, man, because like this is the thing I wanted to, I was thinking about today because I wanted to be like 
full honest about stuff, man, and get things off my chest. You know, lately, man, the last few days, I've been kind of like, uh, and I don't want to say funk, but I've been in a kind of like in a down mood. What know, are they saying in Always Sunny? A rut? You're in a rut? Well, I don't want to say rut because I feel like, because the reason why, so I can explain is that i just kind of been in one of those moods and a lot of thoughts and mm. a little down and, and negative with things, right? And and it's okay because, you know, you go through it, the process. And also kind of with the battling of it, fighting of it. But then I think like, well, may, maybe there shouldn't be a fight. Because I always think about what, you know, the Bob Dylan, how he was stating like, I wake up, I wake up and I feel how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, however it may be, right? So that way I feel like like I understand that, but applying it is something else, you know? Because I feel like there's such a freedom in that. Because it's like, hey, man, there's not, there's not this constant feeling of like, oh, man, I got to be happy or I got to do that, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I battle with that. And then try to understand why do I feel down? But it is depleting of energy, right? But it's kind of like, well, what is it? The Buddha, like, happiness is the way, right? Mm-hmm. Not the way to happiness, happiness is the way. And uh, so that's where I've been, and I just want to kind of say it so I could, you know, because we've hardly been talking about how our daily lives are. But yeah, man, that's I, just, I want to get to that point and keep practicing. Like, man, I feel how I feel, right? Which made me think about sometimes I get so caught up in remembering verbatim what someone said when to me now that's not important. You know, what's important is as long as you understand the gist and the intention behind that, that's more important than having the words lined up correctly and missing the point, right? Yeah, exactly. And it goes back to that Bob Dylan thing, like just, hey man, I don't know exactly how he said it, but I wake up, I wake up and I feel high fear or whatever. Mm-hmm. And how about you, man? How you been and feeling also, the last couple of that's, days? That's cool you bring that up because you don't got to be, dude, being happy is an emotion and being sad is an emotion. Like it's okay to not feel happy. That's completely normal, bro. Yeah. You know, as long as you, you're you okay with yourself, you have a conversation with yourself, man, and you get through it, that's all that matters, man. You know, no one's perfect. I'm not happy 100% of the time. Yeah, and it's not I, even about that, right? But how, how have you been feeling the last few days, man? I'm feeling good, man. Good. Feeling good, feeling positive. Um, we, we're going to upgrade our our outdoor patio. So Hell yeah, get, what you going to do? What get, you guys going to do? We're going to get turf, new turf. Oh, nice. And we're going to take out all the all the soil and dirt. So it's going to be all turf. Nice. So Z could have more room. And then Sage could like go out there and crawl and, and do her thing for the summer. Yeah. So we're, we're getting that. We're getting that going. Dude, speaking of my nephew, so man, like anytime I see a little post or video that you guys put up, man, it always pulls out my heart, man. Oh, yeah. Like, so uh, thank you for letting me come over. I went over there on Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah. So. And uh, right as of late, he's been not wanting to get near me at all, right? So it's but I already understand this, and to me, it's like he's being him, his authentic self. And when are you ever gonna be your authentic self, right? Because the older you get, the more experiences, and you learn this, you learn yeah. this from people, then you have, you know, um, expectations of others, and you start applying that, and that less and less you become your authentic self, right? So to me, it's still such a exhilarating, fun thing to experience because I'm like, man, he's being his authentic self, right? Yeah. So I've never forced it. I never be like, no, come here. You know how some people still like grab him and try to kiss. And it's like, dude, 
he doesn't want that right now, man. Don't yeah. force it, right? So me, you know, it's just it's just funny seeing him, man, because he's such a character. Because he like, oh, then I'll start goofing around, right, and start like, saying dumb, acting like a monkey, or because you guys were talking about he likes those cartoons and then playing with his tiger, and he just laughs in the background. And then when I look at him, he kind of stops, or he walks by and he gives me like a look, and he's trying to hold his smile because almost he doesn't want to yeah. give me that, right? Yeah. So then I knew if I was there a little longer, again, like a little longer, then he comes by, you know, mm. but uh. But the guy, man, because after that, I was like, all right, I'm going to bounce, you know, then I left. Then he started blowing me kisses, huh? He started waving yeah. by and blowing you kisses. That was so dope, man. Yeah, that dude's a character, bro. He does things in his own. We made him too independent, bro. Like, he he eats by himself. You know what I'm saying? We don't got to feed him with a fork. He'll eat. And that was that's a gift and a curse because he's, he's we're, we're all very contrarian, right? Would you say that? I know Chris says says that. They used to call me that for sure, yeah. He used to call you that? He called People me at, that. at work, my, my good friends call me that. Yeah, so he's a contrarian by heart. Like, he does things his way. So, like, one thing I've been noticing, though, he's more reliant on me now, though. Like, whenever he's, like, fearful, he, like, looks for me, which is, like, really cool to see, like, as a, as a parent, bro. What do you mean? Like, we went, I took him to Chuck E. Cheese yesterday, and, like, he's just holding me tight because he's, like, filling out the place and then like all the like the whole band was out in Chuck E. Cheese like, oh know, they still like, do that? yeah like the bird and the dog and the, the grimace looking cat dude so he was just like looking at it and then waving so I'm like alright let's go over there so I'm walking and he just holds me tight and closes his eyes I'm like bro you're good like it's a sight to see bro like now now my son's getting older and he's like more reliant on me and like Yo, I'm scared, so come here. Yeah. Like, it warms my heart. But one thing I noticed, though, it's like, if um, if me and Mercy are, like, really present with, like, his tutor or whatever, like, he'll be more open. So I just got to hype it up. Like, the way I'm, a, how I'm a hype man, I got to, okay. like, hype it up, too. Like, oh, look, bro, that's dope. See, I need to get better at that as a parent, you know? Yeah. Like, it, com- it comes with the with the experience, but... That's one thing that I've noticed that that he's been more open to things like that. Okay. Like when he saw Miguel today, bro, he like said hi to him and he grabbed him by the hand and he wa- he was showing him Mickey Mouse. Oh on the shit, TV. that's dope, dude. Yeah, dude. Freaking uh, well, the thing you gotta promise me, man, is like I'm going with you guys when Buzz Lightyear comes out, man. Oh, uh, for the movie. For yeah, sure. dude. I, I got. I want to see that reaction of him, man. That face, dude, when he yeah. experiences that movie, dude. The um. I was thinking about, man, this, is there certain things that you do that you associate, maybe instead of posing that way, I feel like I'm fucking being an interviewer. So, man, one thing that bugs me that I always have to make sure it's clean, obviously not, okay, my, obviously not my dishes, um, specifically the mirrors in my bathroom. Are you always clean those? When there's a streak, when there's something, I always associate it with like depression and sadness and being pathetic Jesus or unhappy or life you know I feel like so that I, I always have to have those clean man because the mirror in my room or whatever the you know the stand mirror when you dress up like that whatever got some dust or whatever not yeah, yeah, yeah. but specifically the mirrors in my bathroom if those aren't that I feel like oh I just feel like nah man it's gotta be it's gotta that's be clean good. that's good you know because I associate it with that wow and well you make your bed every morning too right yeah. Yeah, see, I don't even do my bed. 
So you probably associated with with that as well, like being no, clean. not that. That I could be cool because there's certain things that I could. Because you know I'm very like specific. Things have to be in the right Shit. place, but I purposely have some things out ah. of place because I like that balance. When it goes back to that contrarian thing where I like things but I don't like the things too neat like I'll have frames on my wall that don't match yeah, like, because like, I like, like some separation I'll shit. be like not clutter but it'd be a lot of it yeah or like some that will not do my bed you know or leave stuff lying around like that's fine but that for sure like that mirror it's gotta be clean man. see that's how I'm if I miss a day at the gym I'll feel gross like I'll feel disgusted in myself like I'll be like what the fuck am I as a person like like literally like if if I was ever sick, I'd be trying to go to the gym. I wouldn't do that, but you've done it. But yeah, back in yeah. The, back in the pre-COVID days, back when like people would like right, go right, to right, work right, with right. a cold. dude, dude. What's up? When my kids are older, they're gonna be like, people would do that. Like it would probably be like hella frowned upon now. Huh? Now that it's like, is it gonna be like Station Eleven when they're like, wait, you guys, you had a you had a device cold? and you would know where to go. Yeah, seriously, bro. You know what, man? I decided today, man, because I was talking to my boy, uh, my boy, uh, Chris Terry. You know, oh, nice. I haven't seen him, I've not seen him forever, man. He was my best friend in what was it, seventh grade, and eighth grade, man. It's been a long time, but we still kept in touch. Yeah, you know, here's now Shaq and Penny, huh? Yeah, dude, I wish, right? So it was fucking. It was more like uh, I was Hornacek. <laughs> <laughs> it was Greg Ostertag right. So I was uh, Did those guys play together? Greg Ostertag? I don't know Did they play together? Or he was yeah. after No he was right Okay Fucking uh, And that's funny I thought I hit him up We were chatting a little bit today And then he said Yeah most definitely Because I like to say most def Or like that And I told him Hey man From now on I'm saying Yasin Bey I'm not saying most def Ah, that's <laughs> hard. Yeah, he's uh, you're right about that, man. Yasin Bay. So I'm gonna start saying Yasin Bay, man. That's that most definitely that's most deaf. Hey, man, real quick, man. Let's wrap it up with who's gonna win this Sunday. Well, first of all, who's winning this Saturday, man? Israel for sure, bro. Izzy, Izzy for he's sure. Badass, man. And I got, I got. That's such a superstar, right? I love that guy. He's like fucking his awesome. He's dude. very well spoken. He's I like the way he speaks. Awesome, he like dude. captivates the room, bro. He like gets you. Um, and I got the Bengals, bro. I got my money on Burrow. Okay. Even though the I don't know. What about you, man? I think the Rams will get it, dude. You think the Rams will get it? But I'm I'm really excited for the game because I think one of these is like one of those games where I'm like, oh, I, I'm excited for every play. What are the Bengals going to do offensively, and what are the Rams going to do offensively, and vice versa defensively? To see how the schemes are and such, mm-hmm. I just, I think I'm sticking to an old narrative where I feel that the uh, the Rams have exercised their demons, right? Where they've overcame the Niners, right? They overcame the Bucks, mm-hmm. like they've exercised those hurdles. So I think with this and having two weeks to prepare for them, with the level of talent they have. They have everyone on their team. They should. They win. do. That's what I'm saying. Like they have, they, sh- they have home. more pieces. Come on, they're at home. And they're at home, home, bro. Like the Bucks were last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like they have the pieces and all they that. That's a so rookie think, quarterback, bro. Would it be nice if the Bengals win? They're not a rookie. Excuse me. Well, hopefully, my, hopefully our boy, uh, the homie, probably doesn't hear this. I mean, it would be nice if the Bengals win. Cool. Miguel but, gonna be like, what? But oh, you know, for I know people that love the Rams, so that's why I hope for them they dig it, that they they get it for them. But other than that, I don't have a, a dog in the fight. Yeah, but I think game. the Rams will get it, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a good game, bro. You know, in a not so kind note, man. Have you? You know, I thought about this today, man. Do you know who Mina Kimes is? Mila Kunis. 
No, Monica is very good looking. No. Mina, Mina Kimes, she's an ESPN, she's a reporter, she no. does NFL Live and all that. No. Man, I'm, I find her so fucking attractive, dude. Mila and Kimes. she's Mina Kimes. And she's, and most people probably wouldn't, right? But I think partly. Is she like, the one that you're talking about in the group chat when I was like, bro, she's not pretty? Probably. Yeah. yeah I thought it was a WWF girl you were talking no, about. No, that's somebody else. That's some other girl. Nah, she's whatever. Uh, that's Charlie or something like that. But no, this is Mina Kam. She's a respected journalist. I was talking about it with our brother Chris. He says she sucks. He doesn't like her as an analyst, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think she's good. You know, she's smart. She nails things down. But I think the reason why I find her so attractive is because she does her like an ex-girlfriend of mine. JC, you know, not Jesus Christ, but JC, right? Years ago. But I think there's, there's something about it. So my question was... Have you ever been attracted to someone that most people don't find attractive or your boys don't? Because the girl for me that I always found attractive, that all my boys be like, dude, she's ugly. Anna Paquin. True blood. I just always found uh, her sexy. But all my friends would be like, dude, no way. Gross. And I mean, of course, you're being dumb. But like, it's like, but that's, and that's how I feel like Mina Kimes. Like, she's not, I think she's attractive. But most people wouldn't. Like, when you see her, you'd be like, what the fuck? Dude, I don't get off the cusp. I can't think of somebody that okay. that that was random. Right. Like, like you know, obviously that. not someone you even know, but just, like, TV, anything like that. And then most people are like, you're like, I'm attracted to that person. And friends are like, you're crazy. She's not attractive. I thought... Um, Queen Latifah, right? I thought Stephanie McMahon was attractive. She was in the beginning, in the early on. In WWF wrestling. Early on, though, before she got all fucking bulked up. Didn't you like China? That was not me. That was our older <laughs> brother, Chris, here and there, man. <laughs> not the country. Not the country. But, well, cool, man. On that note, man, let's fucking, uh, we're, we're putting up. a close to episode. 58. 58. What's that? 8 plus 5 13. is what? 13. Fox? No. UPN, bro. Shout out to UPN, channel 13. And you flip 13, it's 31. Is that Reggie? Sean Marion. Was it Reggie Miller? Yeah, Reggie. And then when Shout you get Reggie Miller, you know how many seconds? Did it take him That's to score how many points? Four points in four seconds last time. Was it like eight or something? Yeah. I blame Spike Lee for that, bro. I fucking I killed the thread on that, man. That was good, though. Yo, everybody, thank you so much for liking, listening, subscribing. Undeniable Perception, brother from the same mother. Sweet, man. Keep bulking up. Yazim Bey. We out.